to Mr. Biz Radio, biz talk for biz owners. If you're ready to stop faking the funk and take your business onward and upward, this show is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. All right, welcome to another episode of Mr. Biz Radio. Me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, and uh, we're going to talk about a topic this week. We're going to dive right into this that hits each and every one of us every single day, uh, all the time. Hits our family. We're talking about healthcare and um, a lot of different aspects of that. Don't worry, we're not going to get too deep into the weeds with it, but we have an absolute expert, of course, on the show this week, and she's going to help us. We're going to talk through a lot of different things, but of course, in the third segment, she's going to help us give us some tips on how to build and run a successful healthcare business. So this week's guest on Mr. Bizray is none other than Miss Doris Dyke. She is a healthcare business lawyer who focuses her career in helping healthcare entrepreneurs and providers start and run healthcare businesses successfully, hence the tips she's going to give us. She's a former uh, general counsel at a hospital, former compliance officer for a home healthcare company, and owns her own healthcare business in Dallas, Texas, with her physician spouse. Doris, welcome to Mr. Biz Radio. Thanks for having me, Ken. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, yeah, no, we've been, I know we've been, uh, gosh, it's been a while since we actually set things up and got everything going. So I've been looking forward to having you on the show for a while now. Um, before we start diving into everything, if you would, Doris, walk us through sort of your entrepreneurial journey. What led you to where you're at now? You know, that's a very interesting question. Um, I think when people hear healthcare business attorney, it's just, a, you know, nobody knows what that really is until you really start to explain it. Um, and you know, I, I would not have thought that this is where I would be, but I, I should have thought that. Um, I um, My background is in health administration. That was what I went to undergrad for. My parents really wanted me to be a doctor and I really wanted to be a lawyer. So we kind of met in the middle. I said, okay, let me get this health administration degree. And um, it's funny, even when I got that degree, like we had to have like an internship in undergrad at University of Illinois. And my internship was at uh, the legal aid where I had to do a healthcare project. So I always kind of weaved healthcare into everything I did. So then when I went to law school, I made sure I took classes that were related to healthcare because I thought, okay, I've got this healthcare administration undergrad. Let me just kind of keep with it. So I took the basic classes, but took classes in, you know, related to healthcare. Um, but really being an entrepreneur was not something that I thought I would do. Um, it was really meeting my husband who is a physician and him just being really disgruntled at his job and us just kind of strategizing and thinking together, like, what is he going to do? How is he going to get out of this contract? A lot of physicians have, you know, egregious non-competes and large fees. They have to pay to leave a, a practice. So really after graduating law school and, you know, starting working, it, it was really helping him start a practice and leaving um, working for an employer that made me think, okay, I was able to successfully help my husband leave, you know, an employer, deal with the non-compete and not have this egregious fee, you know, let's be successful at it. And, you know, he's been in private practice for five years um, it has been a wonderful journey of just learning how to build a successful healthcare practice. I mean, we started with like two or three employees and we're like 16 employees strong, well over a million dollars in revenue. 
And once you see someone doing that, you know, yeah, I'm the spouse. I'm, you know, I help with his practice. You, the entrepreneur bug kind of just hits you and you say, well, okay, if, if I can do that, let me see if I can do that for myself with my law career. So I worked at, you know, some firms and then I went to the hospital that I was at and that hospital was a rural hospital. The corporate office was in Plano, Texas, which is not too far from my house in Frisco, but um, the hospital was actually in North Carolina and they just had some financial problems. So once they started having some problems and I had some money saved up in the bank, I said, you know what, let me take a bet on myself. I've helped other people within private practice. I've, you know, why can't I just replicate that for myself? Why can't I just make my own money? Why can't I reach my own entrepreneur dreams? I'm already doing that with my husband. I already helped him. So it, to me, it just kind of made sense. Yeah, well, I mean, it does make sense. You had proof of concept. Exactly. Right? You'd kind of been there, done that. You probably faced some trials and tribulations, some challenges, et cetera. Um, know what those things look like. I, I went through a similar, I had a client years ago. I probably could have used your help. Um <laughs> that uh, I was helping the same thing you had mentioned at the outset of what your husband dealt with was they were physicians at a practice and their, their agreement was just egregious. And I feel like a lot of that needs to be some education up front that, you know, both of these particular physicians said to me, they said, you know, we got out of school and we were just super happy to have an offer. Didn't really have an attorney per se, look at it to see if anything looked you know, kind of crazy, like, oh, this is great. They looked at how much am I going to get paid? How am I going to get paid? You know, kind of what's the path and kind of ignored some of those details, not thinking that, you know, there, there could be an exit. You might want to get out of this at some point or start your own practice or what have you. And, and that is the problem. See, when my husband got out of residency um, and had somebody look at the contract, we weren't together. So I never saw it. And he hired you know, I'm, I'm not going to say anything bad about that attorney. I'm sure he's great, but it wasn't someone ver- like very well versed in healthcare law. And, you know, they might've been a great attorney in other practice areas, right. but this is such a nuanced area of law. You kind of need to know, you know, key guide points of what you should look for. And you've got to think about what's the exit strategy for that position. Because like you and I, we all have had jobs that we've hated. You've got to think that position might not like their first job. And, you know, if you don't strategize for that, you kind of left somebody in a really difficult situation. I mean, and and that's kind of what we went through, but, you know, we were able to navigate it, but it it, it was with a lot of heartache and, um, you know, some hurt feelings on the other side too. You know, you never want to leave an employer who, you know, paid you well and you didn't have any issues, but you still want to be able to achieve your dreams. Like, we're all built to do what is best for us. Some people like being employees and some people don't. And I always say like, if you're learning from, you know, your employer, go learn and go make the best of your situation. If that means you can make more money financially on your own, do it. You don't owe anybody really anything. So um, I know that's just kind of my school of thought. Yeah. I mean, it was the same scenario. They, they each had had an attorney look at it, but it was an attorney, as you mentioned that, did not specialize in that. They, you know, as you said, were probably really good at their specialization, but it was a buddy or a friend. Hey, can you just take a look at this, see if anything looks, you know, crazy. And again, they specialize in other areas of law and they're probably really good at those areas, but 
not in this particular area. You know, I, I mentioned to them at the time, I said, you know, this is, you think about these agreements are, it's kind of sort of like a prenup, it right? It's, it's a, it's a, it's a career or business prenup in some ways, you know, as, as odd as it sounds. Um, and so you got to be really, really careful about that, you know, with some of the exit clauses and things like that, not only the financial aspects, but as you mentioned, the non-compete, I mean, some of them are just absolutely insane and having to negotiate that. It's just, it's really crazy, but we're almost up against a break here. Uh, again, this work we're talking with Doris Dyke. You can find out more at her website, which is dklawg.com, dklawg.com. You can follow her on Instagram. She's trademark lady, health, uh, health law underscore trademark lady, yep. uh, DK Law Group on TikTok and DK Law Group on YouTube and her YouTube channel. So we're going to come back after the break. We'll give the Mr. Biz tip of the week and we'll continue talking with Doris Dyke. If you would like to reach hundreds of thousands of business owners every week, Mr. Biz Radio can help. Our show airs globally seven days a week for more than 25 hours across several internet radio stations plus 20 plus podcast platforms. Also, video exposure on the new exclusive Mr. Biz Network streaming channel, which gets blasted to 100 plus streaming platforms and the Mr. Biz YouTube channel and our 350,000 social media followers multiple times every week. Join Mr. Biz Nation as an advertiser by emailing us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. Are you ready to automate your business? Automation is the key to scaling a business and building wealth. It's also one of the most difficult things for a small business owner to do on their own. If you're looking for help with automation, Pulse Technology CRM can help. We have an exclusive offer for Mr. Biz Nation. We will build everything for free, even if it's a sophisticated funnel. Visit thepulsespot.com forward slash Mr. Biz for this exclusive offer. Got a question for Mr. Biz you want answered on air? Email it to info at mrbizsolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, welcome back to the show. It is time, as always, for the Mr. Biz tip of the week. And this week's tip... Again, it's it's hilarious. If you guys, loyal listeners, you guys know this, that I promise I do not schedule these in advance. They, these tips are all shared out on social media. So it just happens to align so often that it's it ties in with the guest and what the guest is talking about. So this week's tip is to focus on your strengths and hire experts for your weaknesses. And perfect example is what Doris helped her husband with, right? He's a physician. He's probably really good at being a physician but he's not an attorney. You got to hire that. And just like we talked about during the first segment, don't cheap out on those things because it could cost you a lot of money. You know, think about, you know, again, this example we just talked about, again, it's so funny how it resonates and, and, and ties right in is, you know, these physicians, her husband, as well as the two that I had worked with had hired an attorney to help them, but they weren't specialized in that particular area of law. And so they weren't maybe great at that part. And so it ended up causing some issues. I know with the two I worked with, there were some financial issues that it caused. And they probably, well, they didn't probably, they definitely lost out on some money that they would have had otherwise if they had had their the deal structured a little bit differently. So don't cheap out on those things. Hire weaknesses. Don't try to GTS. Uh, I say all the time, uh, Natalie Workman said GTS, Google that stuff. Um <laughs> Uh, especially on the law side, but find an attorney. You know, I, I've got someone, just real quick, another example of mer merger and acquisitions. Someone who's looking to sell a business, find an attorney who works only on mergers and acquisitions. The difference in that can make, could be 
millions, if not tens, maybe hundreds of millions of dollars, depending on the agreement and the length of the agreement, how big the business is. So do not cheap out on those things. Focus on your strengths, hire out your weaknesses. That's the Mr. Biz tip of the week. Sorry, I got a little long-winded there, but I get a little passionate about it. And it tied into what Doris and I were talking about. Um, so Doris, tell us a little bit more about sort of what you do at DK Law Group. Um, and I know you I know you work with uh, trademark stuff as well. Give us some examples of how you work with folks. So we really like to focus on trademarking healthcare businesses only because I think that sometimes healthcare gets, they, they forget that they've got to not just protect their business on the contracts and the compliance side, but if you're trying to build a legacy and a brand for yourself, you've got to protect that as well. I mean, there are so many companies that have similar names. Like my husband's company is called Affinity Neurocare. Well, there's like Affinity Eye Care, Affinity um, Dermatology, like all over the place. And they, they're not related at all. They're all different business owners. So, you know, we didn't think about it then, but now it's just like in hindsight, like, man, we should have thought about all the iterations of the company that you could potentially have in the future. Because when you, when you're a physician, you can have a multi-specialty group, you can have different you can just serve different areas without you particularly being the one practicing that. So you just got to think about how do you plan to grow your business, not just for today, but for five years from now, 10 years from now and onward. Yeah. So real quick, the example you gave, so affinity, I mean, obviously again, that gets used all the time, but if, if I'm interpreting what you're saying correctly, you're talking about instead of, uh, I think you'd mentioned affinity neuro group, maybe it would have been uh, affinity, affinity, uh, healthcare services or something more yeah. broad to where he could have affinity neuro, affinity eye care, affinity, you know, all these different practices, again, that he doesn't necessarily specialize in. Is that what you're trying to say? Right. Or just trying yeah. to create like multiple reiterations of that name so that you can mm -hmm. think about, okay, maybe if you have affinity, you know, neuro care, you can, you can already like start thinking about how else you, you plan to expand it. Like, like you said, like maybe affinity health or, or something, even though that mm -hmm. name is already taken, but Right. Back back when we started, it wasn't. So you've just got to think about the future. But that's a small piece of my practice. Most of it is, you know, nuts and bolts is contracts and compliance. I really feel that when you're starting a healthcare business, compliance is the bedrock of the business. You've got to make sure that you're you're in compliance with federal laws, state licensing laws, and other state regulatory laws. And I think that sometimes people get scared of healthcare because there's a lot. <laughs> there are so many things you've got to think about, but it's, I don't want to say it's recession proof, but it kind of is. I mean, we all need healthcare. Like it's just like you, you don't always have to go to an attorney. Like you're not going to die if you don't go to an attorney, but you literally could die if you don't go see a doctor or a nurse. So, you know, those individuals starting a business, it just makes sense for them to, you know, be as lucrative as they can, but you got to do it right. And that compliance piece is what I, I just stress so much because I see a lot of people getting in trouble because they just do things, like you said, they Google it or they just, I think sometimes the money, the amount of money that touches hands to a business owner can be a lot and not even the money, but the crazy opportunities that people provide you, like that you hear about, it, it can be enticing. And it, it, you have to sometimes tell somebody, I know this sounds awesome, but I don't want you to go to jail. Like, I really don't want you to go to jail. And I, I'm frequently on my 
LinkedIn or my social media pages, I read DOJ indictments, not the people's names, but what they got in trouble for. So you have an understanding like, hey, I know that sounded like a good idea, but eh, the government says not so fast. Yeah, and I think I couldn't agree with you more because I, especially in healthcare, reputation is so important. I mean, and I've used this example before as well. You know, if I needed a new, uh, if I'd never gone to say a neuro, uh, someone, I need a neuro and I'd never gone to anyone before. And, you know, I got a couple of recommendations maybe, or maybe my primary care recommended someone. I'm going to probably Google that person, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to do a little bit of research. If you find one negative thing, you look at three doctors and two of them have anything, anything negative. And then the one doesn't, who are you more, most likely to go to? Exactly. And so those kind of things, and it could be something that's completely non-medical related to your point, but it's, a, it's, it's, you know, it's a stain on your record per se. And people go, eh, you know, again, I don't want to deal with that. I mean, I, I have counseled other healthcare entrepreneurs, like they'll provide, they'll give me a doctor they want to work with. And if that doctor is on the Texas medical board sanction list, I'm like, you're not going to work with them. You need to find somebody else. Because to me, it's like, if you work with somebody who's on one of those lists, I feel like the, the the medical board or the government is already on high alert looking at that individual. And you don't even want to be affiliating your business with anything like that. Like you said, it's a stain. So huh, all money isn't good money. Like it just isn't. So, and everybody thinks that it's not going to be them. Like, oh, you know, I'm not going to be the one. And, and then you hear these crazy stories and you're like, yeah, it, it's you because you decided to throw caution out the window. So, um, yeah, it, it keeps lawyers employed, but it, it to me, it's just so sad because I know that healthcare entrepreneurs, they mean so well and they have the best of intentions. It's just like, you just have to really think about what you're trying to do. And like you said, reputation matters. Yeah, for sure. I, I had a client I, I started working with and they had a wellness particular, a, a part of their business was wellness. And they had, when I first started with them, they had an attorney, I'm sorry, not an attorney, a, a physician based in the state of New York whose le license was suspended. And I said, that person needs to go like yesterday. And they said, well, yep. let's see what he got his license suspended for. I said, I don't care if it was for jaywalking. Exactly. That's a reputational risk for the rest of the company and all these other, you know, this company was a, a large conglomerate. And mm -hmm. I said, that is not only bad for the wellness piece, but it's going to trickle over to the other pieces of reputational wise. Um, super, super important. You, you just can't, can't risk those things. Again, focus on your strengths, hire your weaknesses. It comes back into play again. Uh, again, this week we're talking with Doris Dyke. You can find out more under what, uh, at her, on her website, dklawg.com. Uh, come back after the break. She's going to give us some tips on how to grow and scale a healthcare business. How would you like to have direct access to Mr. Biz to help you run your business more profitably and more efficiently? At MrBizSolutions.com, you get live access to not only Mr. Biz, but also several of his hand-picked and trusted business experts, each with 20-plus years of experience to help you optimally manage and grow your business. That's just the start of where Mr. Biz Solutions begins. Learn more at MrBizSolutions.com. That's MrBizSolutions.com. Business owners have a continually growing to-do list with little time for revenue-producing activities. With Check Off Your List and their experienced team of virtual assistants, you can focus on growing your business. 
Visit CheckOffYourList.com to learn how CheckOffYourList's skilled team can handle your day-to-day tasks like social media, bookkeeping, calendar maintenance, and much more. Contact CheckOffYourList at CheckOffYourList.com or call 888-262-1249 to see how their virtual assistants can help you live to work rather than work to live. Check out all three of Mr. Biz's best-selling books at MrBizBooks.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, welcome back to the show. And again, we're talking with Doris Dyke. You can find out more at her website, dklawg.com. Uh, follow her on Instagram, healthlaw underscore trademark lady. Uh, TikTok, uh, Dyke Law Group. And YouTube, she has a YouTube channel, Dyke Law Group as well. Um, so Doris, before you start giving us tips, I was thinking about this during the break. This is, a little, this is a little off the beaten path here, but I've always, I can't believe I've never done this. I've always wanted to ask this question to an attorney or a lawyer. Which do you prefer, lawyer or attorney? I, so before you answer, I'll tell you. So I, I see in some of the stuff that you guys, your team had submitted to us, you use the term lawyer. I had always thought like attorney sounded like cooler. And so when I talk to a, a lawyers, I always use the term attorney, but I see a lot of them seem to use the term lawyer. Which do you prefer? You know what, honestly, I use them interchangeably. It really okay. doesn't matter to me. Um, I didn't know I, if I there was my, like a stigma within the, oh, you know. No. Like, <laughs> oh, no. I, I mean, I call myself um, a health lawyer because it just, I mean, because I think of law and, you know, yeah. sometimes people don't think of attorney. I mean, it's funny. It's like calling somebody a doctor or physician. It's just really, which one do you prefer? Yeah. So I don't, I don't have a preference. Um, okay. I, I'm just excited to be able to, to say that. I mean, yeah. they're not that many. They're not that many health attorneys, so um, it's yeah. You should be. You should be. I've always wondered that, though. And like I said, I always use attorney, and then I hear a lot of them use. You know, a lot of you guys use within the uh, the the field use lawyer, and I'm like, am I saying should I be saying lawyer more often um, instead of attorney? Uh, So, so what about some tips? So you helped your husband start his practice. He's been in practice, you said now for about five years or so. Um, What are some of the things that you learned um, working with him on the business and in the business, I guess, in, in some aspects, probably, that you would pass along as some tips on how to, to, to build it and start it? Um, that's a really good question. Um, I think the number one is making sure that you have your business structured appropriately. And it's not just, my husband is a physician. There are other people who want to start healthcare businesses who are not physicians. So making sure that you align yourself with the right attorney to make sure that you structure your business appropriately. Like if you're trying to start a med spa or something like that, it would just be a different structure than a physician just starting their own business. So making sure that you've got the right legal structure and contracts in place. I'm going to say this is like my number one, number one tip is making sure you have, if you're starting a traditional clinic, making sure you have a good billing team. That is the fastest way to kill a healthcare business is having poor billing. And when you realize that the billing is not done appropriately, fire and move on. Um, What I see is that people hold on to a billing company, a billing individual for a very long time, and they're losing so much revenue. And businesses cannot take that hit. So if you don't, first of all, if you don't know how to do billing, outsource that and audit your billing team all the time. And if they're not doing a good job, you need to find somebody quickly because, um, you know, the government, 
or other payers are not going to give you a ton of time to fix your billing you know issues because usually it's you billing something wrong you you don't have the right documentation or something like that to justify the payment that you receive but man i've seen so many companies go under because of poor billing um and that's one of the biggest disputes between a company and a billing company is the provider the clinic is always attacking the billing company because of the way they're billing um the services so having good billing is one um i think that people don't realize how important hr is for an organization making sure you have good policies in place for your employees even if you're a small company um just making sure you have standards of operations for uh your clinic is super duper important because you're going to deal with a lot of different personalities and you can't go into it thinking that you're a mom and pop shop even though you might be you kind of have to think of it like you're a professional running organization because your employees they've worked in other places they understand some of the basics of employment law so if you just decide to kind of wing it they understand that you didn't pay them the overtime that you didn't that you know you should have done this or you didn't give them the appropriate break times and things like that so making sure that you familiarize yourself with the right hr rules and regulations or outsource that to somebody else is super important um i think covid taught me and my husband that it's important to be abreast of the stimulus or government aid that is available there's so many opportunities for business owners out there and i think that sometimes we get so bogged down in our work that we don't do the necessary research to look it up and i think that the companies that thrived and survived during covid were able to be nimble and research places where they can get their ppp funding or grants or things like that that are you know they're available like if you have for instance if you're in a rural you know area you might have a particular amount of funding that's available to you there that might not be available to people in other places or if you're serving a particular demographic so just making sure you're doing that type of research to find that stuff so i think so structure hr billing standard uh standard operating procedures and making sure you're researching grants and other funding that's available to you well i got to tell you doris um i think somehow some way you were sitting on my shoulder when i had this client that i mentioned earlier uh, <laughs> because they their their structure was was okay the contracts were shady so i originally started i should mention i really originally started as uh their fractional cfo for the practice long story short uh didn't work out uh the only yeah. client that i ever uh terminated after i terminated the client two of the physicians reached out to me to help negotiate their their exit from the practice but the billing their billing was atrocious and yep. um i'll i'll just be real honest and you may have run into this as well with um hopefully not well certainly not with your husband but with maybe other other groups is this this practice had been in business for 28 years they had never had a cfo so i start turning over rocks like trying to dig through the business right the billing was atrocious 2 months before i started they wrote off over $300,000 of receivables oh, oh yeah oh yeah gosh. and uh i don't even know how the guy who was sort of in charge of that got the other partners to agree to that but he did and i started doing an audit on the billing company and i'm like these guys are not good at their jobs Exactly. and they're charging you way too much and they're crappy at their jobs like it's a double whammy you're getting killed mm -hmm. on both ends here 
So I did research. I found a couple other uh, companies to, to bring to them. Well, I found out in pulling, turning over these rocks that one of the partners had a good old boy agreement with the old billing company. Here it is. So he, we're in a board meeting and he is just blasting me because he doesn't want to let go of this agreement. Literally found out, and again, I didn't, I'm not naming anyone. So, and this is several years back, but he was, it's kind of a strong word, but he basically was taking a kickback from mm -hmm. the building company. None of the other partners are getting a piece of that. So he was vehemently opposed to changing building companies, but it was terrible. That's why I was like, I, I'm out. I can't deal with this. This is just too much shady crap going on. And like, you, you got to run this business efficiently anyway. Um, and their HR policies, they had six <laughs> locations and they didn't apply them evenly across the six locations. And here's not only is it wrong, but the problem was, some of the people that worked, they would work at different different locations. So exactly. They all, talked. they all talked, right? And so they go, well, that's not how we do it here. And that, you know, oh my gosh, it was a nightmare. And literally, this will, this is going to make your skin crawl, Doris. The one partner, same guy, he said to me, when I brought this up to him, he said, that's why we have insurance. Said, Ridiculous. Like, you got to do right by people. You got to do business the right way. Oh, my gosh. It was so funny. People don't care. You, you don't. Yeah, people don't care until you uh, call them crazy. out. It's crazy. Well, look, you you hit all these hot buttons for me, Doris. You could tell, like, it's just like I said, it's like you were on my shoulder five years ago with this client. Uh, again, Doris Dyke, you can go to dklogy.com, dklogy.com. Doris, thank you so much for being on the show. This was great. Thank you so much for having me. This is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. And don't forget, as always, cash flow is king. To become part of Mr. Biz Nation, follow him on all social media platforms or never miss a show by going to MrBizRadio.com. If you prefer free video content, visit the Mr. Biz YouTube channel or check out his streaming channel, which is available on 100 plus streaming platforms at MrBizNetwork.com.